The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Up Close with Chris Tinney. Don't forget to visit ChrisTinney.com for more information about today's topics and download the new Spread Peace app that makes it easy to take action and advocate for the causes you care about. And now, here's your host, Chris Tinney. Welcome to the show, guys. This is Chris Tinney with Up Close. And today, do we have an awesome show for you? I apologize for the technical difficulties there at the beginning, but I'll tell you, you're about to meet somebody who is one of the best selling authors of all time. He's the author of Secrets. Uh, the Secrets of the Light, Saved by the Light, At Peace with the Light. He's died three times, twice by lightning. If you want to talk to somebody about what happens after death, there couldn't be somebody better on the planet. He's died three times. But I think I've got the scoop. You may have heard him on Coast to Coast AM or one of the other thousands of shows that he's been on since he wrote his first book, Saved by the Light. But I think I've got the scoop today because when I look at what's happening today with the Pope making announcements about the environment and the planet, when I look at the prophecies that he outlined and detailed in Saved by the Light, when I see them happening today, I can't help but ask myself, what is going on? So we've got the scoop because we get to interview Daniel Brinkley today and get up close and talk to him about not only the light beings that gave him information when he went to the other side, but about those prophecies that are coming real today. we got a lot to cover, folks. This show is about people that are out there making a difference in the world, social entrepreneurs, activists, people that are up to something. And Daniel Brinkley is up to something on all fronts. He spent more hours with dying vets, and I'm a vet if you didn't know that. Oorah, Daniel and I are both fellow Marines. And when I see that the, the homeless population, you guys all know that that's a cause that's very close to me, and I see how many vets are on the street, that one out of four are vets. And when I know that 36,000 people are going to die on the streets every year, when I see him spending tens of thousands of hours with veterans that are dying and at their side giving them peace as they cross over, I, I have huge respect. He's, I was just looking at some of the news articles as I was prepping for this, sto- uh, this show, and it really just kind of took me aback at how do you take on all that energy? So we get to talk to Daniel Brinkley. His website is Danion.com, D-A-N-N-I-O-N. And I encourage you to go there. There's lots of ways to get involved, and you can look at his different books. Uh, there's a cruise coming up, and I'm, you know, I'm even talking to my wife about that cruise. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. With that, I'm going to introduce you to Daniel Brinkley. So much, thank you so much for being our guest today. Chris, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to see when you and Tasha are up to something. It's a pleasure to participate in it because it's like Catherine and I. You know, it's DanielandCatherine.com, but it's like us. We have a certain place in our life where we have to look and care and pay attention to what's going on and the needs that balance our life. It's amazing that when you when you come to a culture. Chris, that looks at itself that it has two major world crises, obesity and starvation. 
Wow. Not wars, not politics, but we sit poised in the Western world with obesity and the developing world with starvation. Where is the wow. rationale for well, that? Daniel, we got a lot to mind. We got a lot to cover here today. I, I thought I would. I want to. I want to talk about your new upcoming book, Ten Things You Need to Know Before You Go." That sounds amazing, and I want to find out what information it was that you felt people had to have today, uh, because I know that when they get that information, it really brings a, a peace. You know, we talk about starvation, we talk about obesity, but you actually have some of the solutions. So before we get to that, let me start right at the beginning. You know, you, you've survived three death experiences. You've been struck by lightning twice, had open heart surgery, ruptured uh, subdural hematomas. You've, you've uh, I mean, I, I don't know massive anybody that's been. Attack. Yeah, I, I, I don't had know a, anybody who's been. a massive heart attack to that one. <laughs> a massive heart attack, brain surgery, uh, yeah. uh, grand mal seizure. So take me back to the beginning. You've gone through all these things. You've had these near-death experiences. What what led you to write Saved by the Light? And may, I'm just going to let you run with it, brother. What, those prophecies okay, that you laid happened. out in that book are coming true today. Yeah, I, I grew up in South Carolina, Chris, you know, and I grew up as a prick. You know, I was a jock football player, and uh, yeah. I didn't believe anything that was religious. I didn't think a woman talked to a snake. If you read Genesis, the whole the whole problem is a woman saw a snake, and she hung around and started talking to the snake. And the snake talked her into getting her boyfriend to eat an apple so he would realize he was naked. And that's the basic drift <laughs> right. of what uh, right. Genesis so what, is so about. So how, how did that affect you that? when you actually... How did that affect you when you when you started to discover when when you were given this information from these light beings? Well, I I, th I thought at least I'd made one right decision in my life about where religion was, but it took me on the path of of the Marine Corps, you know, and war and all of the things that testosterone creates when you're young. The stupidity of what war is. Well, for then those that don't know, you home. were you were uh, an, uh, an assassin, I guess, is the accurate word. That's what they asked you to do during the war. Correct? Well, they call them contractors now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know they More have a new name. You're being PC. Uh, we now. used to be <laughs> we used to be mercenaries. And then they Blackwater came along, and I was in the early days of that cycle. You know, you gotcha. come out the core, and you know they create ways that. They see people who are psychologically proficient and maybe compartmentalized enough to do a job that you never really know what it is. Expendable asset, plausible deniability, all of that. But as I lived in that world, one day I was talking on the phone and I was struck by lightning and lightning hit the side of the phone. It came, hit me in the side of the head, it came down my spine, it welded the nails of the heels of the shoes bass weasings to the floor, to the nails in the floor, and it threw me out of my shoes, suspended me in the air, and slammed me down on the bed. I was burning, and I was on fire, Chris. I had no concept. I couldn't move. I couldn't see. The ball of fire that came through the room had burnt my eyes, so I couldn't see. I wore welder's glasses for a year. I couldn't be in bright light. But I was burning and on fire, and then all of a sudden, I lift up out of my body. I can see, I'm not hurting, I'm not burning, and I'm wrapped in this sense of peace. I'm looking at the room. I've never heard of a near-death experience. This is before Raymond Moody coined the phrase NDE, because I've had one death experience and two near-death experiences. So I'd never heard of this, but yet I was there, and I could see the energy 
the, of the room, the things that were going on in the room that it all appears to be real, but none of it really is. I watch the paramedics come and work on me. I'm floating around. I'm watching them working on me. I watch them load me in the ambulance. And I'm in the ambulance, and uh, the guy is talking on his headsets, and he's pounding on my heart, and they're putting an IV in. And I'm watching all of this. I'd never been in a hospital before. And I'm watching how brilliant the science was, and he's talking to the doctor, and the doctor says, we can do nothing here. We can do nothing here. Take him to the university, which is University Hospital. But as I saw the guys working on me, he said, he's gone. He's gone. The last thing I remember was gone where? Then this tunnel begins to form. And I could feel it forming over my left shoulder. And the moment I looked around to see, I shifted from one consciousness into another consciousness. And I... I moved down this tunnel and came in this place of light. And it had a warming sensation. And in the early days, uh, now that so many people's had this experience, Chris, there's so many of those names and definitions of how people describe it. But I was uh, dead for 28 minutes. I was completely paralyzed for six days, partially paralyzed for seven months. It took me two years to learn to walk and feed myself, and I lost probably 55 pounds in the course of it, so I was like a praying madness. But what I discovered is that we are divine spiritual beings. We're great, powerful, and mighty spiritual beings with dignity, direction, and purpose. So if everybody's out there listening and they think that they're anything else other than that, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. And I know this because I keep talking about the prophecy. I've waited 40 years for Thursday. 40 years, because 40 years ago when I lifted and went down the tunnel and came into the place of light, I was met by a being of light. I, I was pretty amazed wow. because it made and, me feel and, even and more comfortable. Is that where you got the prophecies? That I mean, I'm blown no, no. away, Daniel. When I when I read your book and, and I see what's happening like as, this week, uh, your prophecies are detailed, they're accurate. What, is, is that where you got that? Yeah, no, wait, it's a little more. But watch this, Chris. Not only is it accurate, it's true. And I said this 40 years ago after this experience now, because I met this being of light. I had what I think is the single most important thing that ever happens to anybody. You will see your entire life pass before you in a 360-degree panorama. Then you will watch it from a second-person point of view as if you were your own best friend. And then you will become every person that you've ever encountered, and you'll feel the direct results of your interaction between you and that person. I was a prick, asshole. And what I got to feel is all the damage I had done as being that person. I got to be each and every one of those people, Chris, and I got to see. I didn't have very many good things because it was just not my nature. I wasn't a nice guy. And once I began that, then the the next part was this. This, this being said, uh, uh took and said, if as you look back at if you look at this life, answer this question. If God could not come today, and that's the term I use, it was a more beautiful word that they use, but I don't know how to say it here. But if God could not come today and God sent you, in the life you just reviewed, what difference did you and God make? And that changed my life. 
that was the dramatic moment where knowing that the Great Book of Judgment exists, the Akashic Record exists, there is a hall, there is a value to this life, there's a reason for this life, and what difference that I could make? So if God couldn't come today and God sent you and Tasha in the life you just reviewed, what difference did you and God make? You guys are out on the street for as long as you've been, everywhere you've ever lived, feeding hungry people. And you're going to be every one of those people, and you're going to feel that direct result. I just became a hospice volunteer. After that was done, I traveled to these crystal cities, these beautiful places. And I, I now know we don't all come from the same place, Chris, over there. You know, we come together as teams down here. But I could, it was like going into Denver at night. You could see all those houses and the lights on the mountains. And I went into this, this crystal palace, this place built of light. It was beautiful. And I'm looking around, uh, and the being that came with me was not there anymore. And then all of a sudden, these 12 beings appeared in front of me. And the only way I could describe them, Chris, is they were magnificent, beautiful, honorable, integrity, uh, you know, immaculate, like like uh, great masters. You know how you would view that. And they shimmered. They had color around them. And then a 13th being appeared in the upper right-hand corner as though that being determined what everybody else was doing. And it would pick out a being. It would point to a being. And then that being would begin to shimmer. And it would shimmer, and it was red, orange, yellow, blue, green, indigo, and then it would become violet. And once that color scheme became violet, this this image would come, and it was like a box. I call them the boxes of knowledge, just like what a what a uh, what a laptop computer looked like, you know, something like that. And I saw these images, but it was different because I became a part of the image. I could smell, I could hear. I was not watching it from from when I was floating out of my body, which you disassociate immediately. I was participating. I went through 12 beings. And when I came back, because I had never, uh, when, I, when that was over, I had to return. And then I came back and was, in the, think about how funny this is. I'm in the hallway in a hospital looking for me. And I know I have to get back in my body, but the last time I saw it, it was a little stiff. And I was looking for my body, and then I thought to myself, how do you get back in the body? I had no idea of how once I found this body, I was going to get back in it. And I saw I saw a covered door. And the light was off, and the door was closed, and it was next to the emergency room. Because when they brought me in the emergency room, it said, patient unconscious, patient not breathing, no EKG. I know what that means. They rolled, because it was a busy night, they rolled me in a room, cut off the light, and closed the door. Well, I, I found the door was still cracked, and I went in, and Tommy, just a good friend of mine, he was a corpsman in the Navy, and he had heard of he heard about it and he came over and I came back in my body because I could feel him grieving I could feel him grieving and that pulled me back into my body and I started blowing on the sheet Tommy saw it he called the the uh the nursing the emergency room nurse she got the doctor they ruled me back in and stabilized me but here look at this I wrote down 117 things 
that were our future event based on if anybody reads Saved by the Light, Chapter 5. I wrote this 21 years ago. 21 years ago of stuff that I had for 40 years. Before I tell that prophecy, Chris, let me tell this. You asked me why I wrote Saved by the Light. This is why. They took me to the hospital where Dr. Raymond Moody, who MD, psychiatrist, wrote and named the near-death experience. He was going to medical school, and he we became fast friends because he, he had heard about in the hospital the guy who had survived the lightning, and no one had taken that much electricity, and somewhere around 180,000 or 200 volts. I don't know the Well, actually, Daniel, when I was volts. doing my show prep, I, I found him, Dr. Melvin Morris, who said that, and I'm quoting him now, he said that, that your experience in, this is quotes, the most detailed and extraordinary account of a near-death experience that I have ever read. That, that's what he said. And Raymond says that, and uh, Bruce Grayson, and Michael Savon, and Ian Stevenson, all of them say that, because I remembered it. It was embedded, and I'm the kind of person, Chris, you know me, I'm the kind of person that doesn't just take anything casual. I am, uh, I'm obsessive-compulsive about looking at it and right. paying attention to it. But I got to know Raymond, and I've been at the forefront of this for now 40 years, right there with Raymond that helped drive it. So here's why, why I wrote the book. I was going on about living my life, Chris. I didn't give a crap about being famous or anything. I was learning to walk and feed myself. I had a job. I was working defense contracts, which was very easy for me to do because of my past uh, actions. So I was a defense contractor, and uh, I had a uh, had to have open heart surgery because of the damage done to my heart in the lightning. I was susceptible. I was restoring an old car, a P one thirty eight Volvo, and I burnt my arm and kept working on the manifold. And I got staph infection, and it ate my aortic heart valve, and I was drowning in my own blood. Wow. So I was going to have to have open heart surgery, and I wasn't going to do it. And my father was trying to figure out what to do, and my girlfriend was all trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> I told them they could forget it. <laughs> I was not going to do it. I was leaving. I was going, and they got Raymond to come. And Raymond talked me in. They said, they're going to need your help. So I, I pulled out of it once again because of Raymond. And when I went to Raymond's, Chris, this is like ninety ninety one. The whole world was attacking Raymond. They were attacking him and all of his peers because he wrote this as a philosophy professor. He had a PhD in philosophy and then he decided to become a forensic psychiatrist. And he had just discovered this and he had a professor that taught him about it and it became more and more prevalent to Raymond that so many people have had these events and this has been happening to so many people, and everybody was trying to debunk him, and he was depressed. And wow. I came to him, and I, I saw the, the damage done to him. So I decided to write Save by the Light because somebody needed to, to defend all those people out there who've had this experience in some form, wow. who cannot talk about well, it with Daniel, people thinking they're crazy. 
Yeah, well, you know, they think you're crazy till everything you say comes true. I mean, you you made some yeah. actual predictions in in Save by the Light that are coming true this week today. They're um, coming true, yeah. But here's the fun <laughs> part. That's why I wrote Save by the Light. Okay. <laughs> you mess with the rain. If you mess with my boy, I'm gonna mess with you. Yeah. And I didn't well, know you've what got these the, were. You got the universe on your side. <laughs> yeah, but it's been 17 years. I went yeah. on about my business. I didn't care whether anybody knew there was such thing as a life after death or not. I didn't care. I went. Right. I went to the bedside of people who were dying, and I helped them make that transition. I didn't care whether anybody thought I had a near-death experience or not, because it's easy. The person I was before, I would have broke their jaw. Instead, I'll just listen to it and figure out how I can get away from them before. But I wrote these prophecies. I wrote that they said if we did not change what we were doing, this is the end of the Vietnam War, if we did not change what we were doing, that in 30 years we would be in the same place and worse. Well, 30 years later, we were in Afghanistan and Iraq. Two more wars we lost. Same it was in Vietnam. We never changed our way of looking at ourselves because it is science that brings us back. It is not God. It ain't a vision. It's not any of that crap, Chris. It's advancements in cardiopulmonary resuscitation that more of us are coming back from that world. I just happen to remember a lot of it, and I happen to have studied the Panoramic Life Review and been at the threshold of the near-death experience. But think of this. In 1975, I said that there would come a day, based on the visions of the eighth being, of the of the 12 beings, that they would come, that they would create an environmental religion. And I said, at this point, the danger of it being a world control mechanism or a world saving mechanism would be who and how they took sides. Well, in South Carolina, everybody goes to hell from South Carolina. Fundamentalist, Baptist, you know, <laughs> fun, oh, God, snake passing, snake charmers. I mean, come on. And the environmental religion, that means we would be pagan. To have an environmental religion would be pagan. And I said it would begin sometime in 1990. I said this in 1975. It's documented. It's written down, blah, 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 blah. But I wrote it 20 years ago in a book so that whatever anybody wanted to come across the fact that there was a life after death, I have seen these 13 beings. I stood before them, and I watched the events. Some of it I didn't translate as perfect, Chris, as I should have, you know, because I could have been. Now I'm smarter. I know more about how it works. But when I said environmental religion, that means we would all have to become pagans. And now the Catholic Church, who developed the sanctity of, to protect the world for the second coming, as the world of Christianity looks at it, then the Pope's place in 1.2 billion Catholics will be the point. Okay, so I didn't know about uh, climate control. I didn't know about global warming. And they had to change it to climate change because global warming means precursor to an ice age, which we just had. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> 
I, I knew this was going to happen. There's two things that's going to happen. So if the Pope on Thursday is going to release his Ezekiel, okay, there is a papal bull that is the act. You would be excommunicated if you didn't follow it. Then there are cyclicals, which are papers and doctrines for Catholics to follow. Well, the Pope on Thursday is going to release a paper on climate change. That's what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, I saw that in the news today. I mean, I was just this morning I saw that. I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Okay. If he refers to the earth as a female, if he refers, this is one of the key things I wait for, if he refers to earth as a female, how does he describe the earth? And how do we protect the earth? What gender will he put it in? If it's an Italian, because it's male and female, I mean, you know, you have to look at the Romantic languages, but what gender he puts in his description of the earth will tell the story. This will tell the story, and then science and religion will be in there, and that gathering of that knowledge, and then all of a sudden, I'm sure he will use she or her, okay? And he will give Gaia, Mother Earth, life again as an identity instead of something to spoil, something to destroy, Monsanto, all that, all the good things. But it also will create an authority that would regulate emissions and protecting the environment and reducing the standards of living and everybody having to change their life. And I haven't seen the paper I haven't read it because, you know, you I don't know, it's probably 200 pages, but it comes out Thursday. How he defines the Mother Earth will turn, say, that the environmental religion is alive and how the congressman and how the political power of the world will follow suit and the United Nations and it will be established. That means that the next thing will happen is that the Pope would position himself in the Arab-Palestinian-Israeli conflict. He would position himself there, and he would create a Vatican-like initiative or a place. If the Pope goes to Israel, Chris, he has to go on his Argentinian passport. Right. If a bishop comes, there is no political or diplomatic relationship between Israel and the Vatican. they just people. I didn't know that. Okay, so, yeah, I well, when you kill me, I get interested. You know how I am. I will study every detail. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's I just know. how I am. I know. I mean, I've been I'm sitting with getting... you. I've been sitting with you, Daniel, when you've called to clarify something, and you even called a presidential candidate's office. I won't say who it was because it's more, you know, you know them all, but, but, but I, I know you got your facts right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because because people have to trust something, Chris. They have to believe in something, you know, and they yeah, have to have a place yeah. that they can. Well, Daniel, in. we blew through but, the first break, and and if you're one of the sponsors, oh, I'm sorry. I I no, that's, hey, this, we're talking about life. This nothing's more important than this. We're talking about getting ready and what to do. Yeah, you know, I I want to when we come back from the break, I want to talk some more about the, the, the Saved by the Light and this amazing book that is still. 
a bestseller today. I mean, I, I can't believe um, how, how many people's lives it's still touching. And I want to talk some more about the predictions you made. But then I also want to get into what you and Catherine are doing with uh, danianandcatherine.com. I, that, what, you know, amazing things that you guys are doing in the world. And then talk about your new book, uh, 10 Things You Need to Know Before You Go. I, 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 I can't wait to get that book. And I, I kind of feel like I got the scoop on all the other people that are trying to get your interviews internationally because I got to talk to you this week when all these prophecies appear to be coming true and when you, the, your publisher is letting you talk about your book. So, folks, we'll be right back after this break talking with Daniel Brinkley, getting up close, but Matthew McConaughey's got something to say. Would it be crazy if you just stopped everything? packed your bags and left for a week a month a year what if you left for two years would people think you'd lost your mind what if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert a village crowded with Buddhist temples not skyscrapers a place where there isn't a word for recluse but a thousand words for community would it be crazy to go 5,000 miles from home to spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about, to build libraries and fill them with stories, prepare a meal with food you helped grow, to teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself. Would that be crazy? Peace Corps, life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Hemp Inc. is the first publicly traded company focused on growing and processing hemp right here in the United States of America. The USA is the number one importer of hemp, and as more farmers begin growing it here in the United States, Hemp Inc. stands ready with the only equipment in North America to process the crops. Hemp Inc. brings you all the latest products while continuing to educate the world about the healing benefits of this incredible plant. Go to hempinc.com. That's H-E-M-P-I-N-C.com. Stock symbol H-E-M-P on the OTC market. Do you know a nonprofit that could use more money to accomplish their mission? Are you working for a charitable cause right now and need funding to do more? Nonprofitfundraising.com is dedicated to helping nonprofits and charities raise the funds they need. Discover the best fundraising ideas of 2015 and compare your fundraising results with others. Learn how to grow your organization and connect with more supporters at nonprofitfundraising.com. That's nonprofitfundraising.com. Welcome back to Up Close with Chris Tinney. To call in and be part of the show, dial 1-866-472-5788 from anywhere in North America. That's 1-866-472-5788. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Up Close with Chris Tinney. And today we're getting up close with Daniel Brinkley, author of Saved by the Light. What an awesome uh, conversation we're having for the first time in my career. I, I blew through a break. I'm sorry to the producers and the other people on the boards. Uh, but the, folks, nothing's more important than your life. And, and we're talking about these prophecies that Daniel laid out in his first book. He's the author of three. Kind of interesting. Died three times, three books, uh, and and uh, Daniel, I'm just kind of blown away here. There, what are the other prophecies that you you outlined in that book that are happening? I, I was reading today when I was doing my show prep that you talked about immigration as well back 
more than two decades Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Watch this, Chris. Here, and I remember I did this in spite. Okay. Yeah. 20 years ago, when I saw Raymond, and I saw his heart broken, and I saw the people who'd come around when their families saw they were crazy, and now near-death experience, no matter what you think, it happens, and it's science that's re-looking at it, and you can look at the people who are talking about it now, but back then, it was taboo. Uh-huh. And I wanted to somebody to defend them, me. I was going to defend the people's rights to tell their story and to feel comfortable in telling it because you've got to tell somebody. I didn't tell anybody for like eight, nine months because I had to work through it. But people need someone to talk to. And so I said, I said, here's something else that was going to happen. I said, what else is going to happen is this. They will come out of El Salvador in Central America, didn't say Mexico, and they would hurtle over the borders, and there would be so many of them that we would have to put troops on the border because Mexico would have been a collapsed country. Well, to me, military, Marines, well, that's posse comitatus. That's illegal. So here's another prophecy I have. Okay, here's another one of them. That is illegal, just like the uh, uh, we're going to all become pagans again, environmental religion. <laughs> Here is another one that couldn't happen. But what happened three years ago? We had to line the border with troops because they were coming over so close up to a year ago. And there were children crossing into the United States. So when you take a an, uh, uh, an illegal immigration issue and you turn it into a a humanitarian crisis, you change the concept of how it would be applied. But what that would mean if that would happen was that Mexico has collapsed. And then second, it had to have been caused to collapse because it was necessary to create, now think of this, I never heard of NAFTA, it didn't come into the 90s, but it would create where there would be a, a way to make Mexico America and Canada are the United States of North America, and they needed to create conceptual immigration on both sides and then come up with a reason for why that was happening. So as an economic power, America could have Canadian oil, American know-how, and Mexico uh, labor to become a power. Okay, now that's what that would mean. Well, now when I look at it, it's absolutely true. That's what happened. But I saw it 40 years ago. We are moving into a state, the battle for the souls of men will be fought in health care. This is what I've always said, Chris. So I decided I would build the Twilight Brigade, which is the largest end-of-life care volunteer program for dying veterans ever. If you go to com and you scroll down, you find the Twilight Brigade. I decided that I didn't need for veterans to die alone because they're a unique breed, and most of them are dying alone. Just like you said earlier, 44% of all the homeless are veterans, and 14% of that 44% are female combat veterans with at least one child. I've met them on the streets, Daniel, and it breaks my heart, you know, as a a Marine myself. Once a Marine, always a Marine. And and this this is ridiculous. It's evil. Yeah. We have the war between obesity and starvation. Whoever controls or whoever we've allowed to control us, Chris, they must pass away. That mindset must change. And that's why I'm glad you had your show, because I just didn't have to be a dead guy. 
we are living in a spectacular shift in consciousness. They said it would come between 2014 and 2017. That's when they said 40 years ago it was going to happen. Okay? So here we are, everybody. We're sitting in the middle of that you can trust. Who trusts their banker, their lawyer, their preacher? Who trusts anybody? Right. I mean, who do you trust? So you have to find safety. So in finding safety, you listen to this show. You go to Daniel and Catherine, and you go to Chris I mean, and Tasha's sites. You come, and you be a part, and you participate. I well, mean, you know, Daniel, I saw that, that there's a, a, a private community. I, I saw the private community on DanielandCatherine.com. As soon as we hang up, I'm, I'm joining that community because... Uh, you know, you become like the people you hang around, and you've got a private community where people can join you and Catherine at DanielandCatherine.com, and I'm, I'm throwing this in. Yeah, this is a shameless plug, folks. I'm doing it. Well, it's <laughs> I, I think everybody should go there and check that out, because this is an awesome well, but community. I, I, but I'm sincerely thankful, I mean, Chris, because look, there are people who want to know what's going on. Yeah. And they want to hear from somebody they can trust. And this show is not just about this one hour. This show is not just about this one hour a week. I'm. This show is to connect people. I hope they do go and get to interact with you and Catherine every day because their life will be better for it. And see what and see what we're offering. Yeah. I mean, and look what we're offering. I mean, in this this thing, and I'm really proud because this is Catherine. You know, I mean, she comes up with these ideas, and they 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 may not they may sound to me. over, over, overwhelming, but they feel right. And I'm watching what she's creating and how she's working it and paying attention to it and the kind of videos and the kind of information and me doing a weekly piece about my review of the week, how I think it affects us and why, and then based on that it matches in the prophecies what we do. But everything, Chris, is about internal spiritual change. It's not about all that crap that's going out there except how the Pope describes the earth and what he calls the earth how he describes it as, a, as an object, okay? And then as he makes his move, here's the bottom line. Between this day, between G- January the 27th and April, sometime in April 2017, we will set up a peaceful positional place among these nations, or we will be at war. And they gave me two possibilities. They said nothing is carved in stone. I wrote this 21 years ago. I talked about, this is the big one. As Russia's economy goes, so shall go the world. I wrote it, yeah, I said it, wrote it down first in 1976, because it took me two years. I had to learn to write again and, you know, eat with a spoon. As Russia's economy goes, shall go the world. And look at what brick is now. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Look at where Russia's going. You do not buy oil anymore in dollars between the Russians and the Chinese. It's the, it's the petro yuan. The Russians are trading in not rubles, but yuans for oil. So China, China's buying oil from Russia, and there is no SWIFT account. You as a broker knows what the SWIFT is. It's the uh, Brentwood, Dunwoody-Brentwood Brentwood agreement of the petrodollar. 
Yeah, well, it means we can't gone. touch them. You know, I mean, the Americans, we, we, we own the banking system, but when people start doing that kind of stuff, then we can't touch them. There's nothing we can do. Okay, here's yeah. another prophecy. And think of this, how crazy this was. That another sign, these were all signs, that when, when Saudi Arabia was selling oil to North Korea, when that happened, which in my day, and in 1975, until uh, six months ago, guess what happened six months ago? Saudi Arabia started selling North Korea oil. The enemy. Supposedly. And this is the stuff that's not reported in the mainstream news media. I, I can't believe nope. it. I mean, not only that, but I wouldn't be looking for it because if I hadn't have been dead, <laughs> you know, think about it. You kill me, and I see this like this chip. I've been ranting and raving about chip technology. Now the Swedish are doing it, and the Finns are going to do it. You get a chip and. It unlocks your office door in Mexico. All the people who work for the government have to be chipped if they work for the attorney general, police officers, military people, so that they can track them. And I talked about this chip since 1975, and now it's going to be a part. Now next would come the cashless society, because everything would be done not through a credit card at first with a chip in it, okay, but then a card or a tattoo, a chip or a tattoo implanted so that you could do business, trade, sale. You couldn't launder money. There would be no terrorist activity. That's the lies that they would tell us in order to be able to do that. All these things I saw, I missed a couple of dates, I missed a couple of dates, okay? But here's one that I kept quiet. That there would be, that we would know we were entering the nuclear age and it would happen somewhere in the Arabias, okay? Well, we're all thinking about Iran and Israel and we're all thinking about Pakistan. Do you think ISIL would have any problems buying a nuclear weapon from the Pakistanis? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Come on. Okay, but that's not the secret. What happened two weeks ago? The only people who could have had this weapon were the Israelis. And when the Saudis bombed the capital of Yemen, the ancient capital of Yemen, 3,000 or 2,500 years old, they dropped two neutron bombs. Two wow. neutron bombs. A neutron bomb we invented it. Jimmy Carter banned it because a neutron bomb is a nuclear weapon, but all it does is kill people. It leaves wow. no radiation, but it just kills people. So the only place the Saudis could have gotten that to deliver in an F-16, which is our plane, is from the Israelis. Now, isn't that odd that the Saudis would be selling... Oil to North Korea, which in my day would have been impossible to think, and that the Saudis acquiring Israeli weapons to kill people in mass in a nuclear war. So, hey, everybody, we're in the beginnings of a nuclear war. You know, they have the the DB, a tactical nuclear weapon. People don't understand that, Chris, and, you know, from our day, it didn't happen. Now you have what's called the Danny. It's a, it's a shoulder mounted like a bazooka. It's a tactical right. nuclear weapon. It's thermonuclear, so it burns off its own radiation. You know, you would do it. 
so here we are at the precipice. Everybody watches the Ukraine and how we're pushing the the economy and all the uh, restrictions we're putting on the Russians, and the Russians are controlling and outsmarting us in literally every maneuver, even in the Ukraine. When you saw this 40 years ago, the conclusion you had to have come to that I was a great, powerful, and mighty spiritual being, and I had dignity, direction, and purpose, and I had lost my way. The only thing that ever goes wrong, Chris is we allow something to affect our dignity, and then our direction and purpose gets changed. I'm lucky because of going through so many, you know, so many near-death experiences, and I was looking. I have 32,000 hours at the bedside, 32,000 hours. I've been with 2,008 people going from this world to the next, and 340 taking their last breath right there holding their hand, and I created the Twilight Brigade. So what Catherine and I are doing, and we're just creating a way so that people can, when as this process comes, and as it comes upon us, that there's a place to turn. Watch this number. Uh, born between 1940 and 1967, that's a baby boomer. There were 76 million born. There's 81 million here because there's green cards and people who migrated and had their families. The average life expectancy of a male in America is 75.4 years. And the average life expectancy of a woman is 81.2. 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every day. And in the next 13 years, 55 million of us will leave the world. 55 million. Wow. So what everybody's going to have to get ready as we're looking at world war and total control by the elitists is our own personal identity in relationship with our families. And we have to pay attention and watch everything that happens in health care. Every, I believe in affordable health care. I believe not the Affordable Health Care Act. I believe in national health care. I believe in it. I think it's really important. I'm I'm sure that what we have to watch for the battle for the souls of humankind is going to be fought in health care. Guess what's going to happen next week? The Supreme Court has to rule on whether it was legal when the Affordable Health Care Act made that every state had to create a state exchange. And if you didn't create a state exchange, you could not extend subsidies, extend subsidies. Four words. But it changes the entire formation. <clears throat> the reason they did that was to force, but, only, but 37 states did not <clears throat> create an exchange, <clears throat> did not create the exchange, and the Affordable Health Care Act under federal created the exchange. And as of today, since they inaugurated it two years ago, they can't find $2.8 billion that they distributed because they set up in the affordable health care system no way to manage and know the numerical outcomes based on the billing. Yeah, so exactly. If you're gonna th- but this is all exciting times, though, Chris. 
Well, I'll tell you what, Daniel, we got to take another break, but I want to, I, I, this is fascinating to me, folks. You're listening up close with Chris Tinney, and we're getting up close with Daniel Brinkley, author of Saved by the Light, the number one, I, well, number one to me, best selling author, one of the 32nd best selling books in the entire planet. And, uh, the prophecies from his first book more than two decades ago, Saved by the Light, are all coming true like this week. So uh, the, you're listening to the scoop on on <laughs> how this is all happening. And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what, what Daniel and Catherine are doing, what they're doing with the homeless vets, uh, more than 13,000 hours. by More than 1,000 people have died by Daniel's side as vets. And, and I just, I, when I see the Daniel, when I go, for those of you that can't find the website, just Google Daniel Brinkley and Catherine Brinkley. You'll find it. It comes up number one. Uh, you will see some amazing videos and things that they're doing. And when we come back, we'll talk about his new upcoming book, 10 Things You Need to Go. Excuse me. 10 Things You Need to Know Before You Go right after this break. (laughs) I'm Elena. I have a master's degree in giving hope to children in Ethiopia. I'm John. My farm experience helped villagers in the Philippines feed themselves. I'm Nanaya. I have a degree in making an impact for generations to come. If you have a degree in agriculture, the environment, or teaching English, you actually have a degree in doing more than you ever thought possible. Peace Corps volunteers can truly make a difference in the lives of people all over the world. With your skills and education, you could help create an irrigation system for a small village in Paraguay or share new teaching methods to educators in Moldova. The experiences you'll gain in the Peace Corps will stay with you forever. This is your chance to make a real difference, a difference only you can make. Explore how the Peace Corps can fit into your future. Visit peacecorps.gov. My resume. My resume. My resume now includes changing lives. Do you know a nonprofit that could use more money to accomplish their mission? Are you working for a charitable cause right now and need funding to do more? Nonprofitfundraising.com is dedicated to helping nonprofits and charities raise the funds they need. Discover the best fundraising ideas of 2015 and compare your fundraising results with others. Learn how to grow your organization and connect with more supporters at nonprofitfundraising.com. That's nonprofitfundraising.com. Hemp Inc. is the first publicly traded company focused on growing and processing hemp right here in the United States of America. The USA is the number one importer of hemp, and as more farmers begin growing it here in the United States, Hemp Inc. stands ready with the only equipment in North America to process the crops. Hemp Inc. brings you all the latest products while continuing to educate the world about the healing benefits of this incredible plant. Go to hempinc.com. That's H-E-M-P-I-N-C.com. Stock symbol H-E-M-P on the OTC market. Welcome back to Up Close with Chris Tinney. To call in and be part of the show, dial 1-866-472-5788 from anywhere in North America. That's 1-866-472-5788. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Up Close with Chris Tinney. And tonight, we're getting up close with Daniel Brinkley, author of Saved by the Light, three other books, three near-death experiences. We heard about his 
experiences in Vietnam as a contractor. I mean, I, I saw him in the New York Times described as an assassin, but he <laughs> apparently contractor didn't exist back then. Uh, and his new book. Or neither did Vietnam. <laughs> or Vietnam. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. And, and neither, your new book. Neither did Vietnam or Cambodia or Laos. They didn't, invi- <laughs> they didn't exist back then either. <laughs> you know well, Daniel, it's so fascinating. We spent a lot of time talking about the prophecies in your first book, uh, Saved by the Light. And folks, if you haven't read Saved by the Light, you got to read that. That's your starting point. I mean, that's your starting point to be introduced to a new reality, to somebody who has experienced three near-death experiences. Whether you agree or you don't agree with, with Daniel Brinkley, this is a book that you need to read. We, we talked about Dr. Morris, who said that it was the most detailed experience he's ever read. He's the, one of the top-selling authors of all time internationally. And, uh, and, Daniel, Raymond, has, and Raymond said the same thing. Yeah, Raymond yeah, so, invented the term, and he's the godfather of NDE. So none of that matters, because he's what matters. Well, we've got about three minutes before the show left. I want to talk about how you're helping vets that are dying with Twilight Brigade, and then I want to talk about, I want you to share real quick about uh, com and how people can actually be part of your private community where they get to talk to you all the time, because that's what this show is about. It doesn't stop with this one hour. We have our Goodreads uh, group where people can recommend authors like they did recommending you and our Facebook group. So tell us real quick about, uh, you know, what can people do if they're feeling kind of depressed about what's happening with these prophecies coming through? Number one, Chris, they don't need to feel depressed. We chose to be here at this time. Every single one of you that are here or listening, you chose to be at this time because the divine force believes you're the one that can make the difference. Accept that. Only the great come. When they called us heroes, if you read the book, they called us heroes. Because we come and we will hold this light and we will hold this ground and we will find each other. What Daniel and Catherine is, and it's a membership, because I have to make these videos and I have to do my research and I have to bring forth a, a, a spiritually based viewpoint of everyday events. Most of it will be video. Cat writes. I write, but it's terrible. I mean, I just happen to be a decent writer, but it's about being able to interact on a daily basis and a weekly basis to see my viewpoint of what's happening around us based on those prophecies. And second, it's a place to look at the stuff that I'm interested in and the places that I want to go that I think help benefit benefit people to find alignment. This new book is 10 Things to Know Before You Go, and it it was based on me being with more than 2,000 people. And looking at what they talk about, because if 55 million of us born between 1940 and 1967 will be leaving in the next 13 years, we need to prepare. We can't wait till this happens to us before we do something about it. These are accurate numbers. My deal with the Twilight Brigade, 53,000 veterans die every 30 days. 56 kill themselves every 30 days. We have homeless veterans. I fight for their rights. I fight for them. I put people at the bedside with them. If you go up on uh, my Facebook, you know, it's just whatever they call it, my Facebook. I mean, you can see all the stuff. You <laughs> You've go got Daniel and Catherine. If, they, if you guys, if you go to Facebook, you put in Daniel and Catherine, you'll find their group. Go ahead. I'll help you sell. <laughs> yeah. But you don't even people, know your group. If you're, <laughs> Daniel, it's awesome. I do not. Okay, because I don't, yeah, I don't care, Chris. Mine is no, to I do what don't. I can do personally. <clears throat> and then Catherine wanted to create a way 
that I could put it out to more people so that they could help protect those who they love and make the right possible decisions as we move to critical juncture of between now and April 2017, whether it will be war or peace. I'm ready. Well, Daniel, I'll tell you what, we are, we are bumping up against the clock. we got 30 seconds left, folks. You're listening to Daniel Brinkley, author of Saved by the Light. DanielandCatherine.com, three cents a day. While you were talking, I actually grabbed my calculator. Three cents a day, and I could actually talk to you and Catherine live. I didn't realize it was so cheap, I, inexpensive. I am gonna, and I'm going to... interact into the programs that we're bringing forth. Come on, let's have some fun, everybody. Yeah, we're you got it, my friend. We know Thank we you love. so much for joining us tonight, Daniel. I'm going to be sharing this on Facebook, folks. Education is the key to helping people get happy to understand there is a solution saved by the light has prophecies that are coming true today so you need to make sure you get his new we didn't even get to your book i'm gonna have to have you on again it doesn't matter don't worry about it chris have me back (laughs) we didn't even get to your book uh uh, 10 things you need to know before you go with daniel brinkley thank you for joining us on up close with chris tinney tonight i enjoy getting up close with daniel thank you bro This is the end of the show. You don't have to let the conversation end now. Visit ChrisTinney.com to learn more about today's topic. Listen to past shows and connect with like-minded people. Up Close with Chris Tinney is broadcast live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel and rebroadcast online and throughout North America in select markets. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing, and we'll see you next week on Up Close with Chris Tinney.